This is the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast session number 114. Dance on stage and screen. Hello and welcome to session number 114 of the Dancepreneuring Studio. I'm so thankful to be here with you today. My name is Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the privilege and the joy of sharing my journey back into the dance world, the lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, the wonderful people that I've met along the way who also share their stories, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. I got to attend the LA Dance Film Festival a few months ago, and I am featuring my special guest, the co-founder of the LA Dance Film Festival, Betsy Euler-Colombo, in this session. She's also the co-founder of LA Unbound, a dance company that has been going for 10 years, so they're celebrating their 10th year anniversary this year, this May, actually. So it's a great milestone for them, and we get to talk about a really positive experience that she had with her dance training, also putting together the LA Dance Film Festival, the mission and the purpose of her dance company, LA Unbound, and so much more. I really think you're going to enjoy our conversation. Thank you again for joining me. Hi, this is Betsy euler Colombo, co-founder of the LA Dance Film Festival and LA Unbound Dance Company. And you're listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. In a city that is sometimes known for self-promotion, it's refreshing to find individuals that promote artistic expression for the greater good. My special guest today works in film marketing, and she is also a co-producer of the LA Dance Film Festival and co-founder of LA Unbound, the largest dance company in the Los Angeles area running since 2007. So this is a very special year because they're celebrating their 10th anniversary. On their site, they have a mission. It says a sanctuary for the artistic, a gathering of creative souls, possessing a flair for the dramatic, having a true passion for dance in all of its forms. I'm so excited to have this conversation with Betsy Euler Colombo. Betsy, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm great. Thanks. Awesome. Now, I really love this mission statement. Has it been difficult for you in the 10 years that you've been running this company, has it been difficult for you or your company to stay true to these statements with all the changes? I don't think so. I think just by the nature of what we do, we attract the kind of people that want to be, that want to be part of that mission. Um, you know, word about our company spreads pretty organically, word of mouth, and pe people, once they join and they see what they're doing and they like what we're doing, then they invite their friends who are also like-minded. So, yeah, I mean, what we're doing is a little bit different than a lot of other companies, but there's definitely uh, an audience for it, which is um, how we grew so quickly and got, and got so big. I think competition is an interesting thing, and especially in the LA area and especially in commercial dance, where it's just kind of the nature of the business. And it can be positive, it can be negative, depending on how people perceive it and, and what their involvement is in 
a competition setting. And how do you motivate your dancers and choreographers when the nature of your company is non-competitive? Right. Absolutely. Um, that's a good question. I, so we try to inspire a really inclusive atmosphere. We actually just had auditions yesterday and, um, we had about 110 dancers that we were, uh, you know, trying to put into our show across 22 dances. And we, we, we ended up finding a place for everyone. Uh, the dancers all come from different backgrounds, different styles, different types of training, but, you know, we, our choreographers, I tell them at the beginning of this process, keep an open mind and, you know, think about including a dancer that you might not otherwise want to work with just to try something new and to give someone a chance to, for them to try something new. And it's been really great, uh, the response, and, and everyone has kind of been really open to that, um, which is Awesome, because that's what we're all about. So you give your choreographers autonomy and some parameters. How how mm-hmm. is the basic structure in terms of like how do you pick your choreographers that you're going to have uh, work with these dancers, and what is that process like? Right. Yeah. We do, we accept choreography submissions, and all, we ask them to kind of send us a, a bit of a description about what kind of dance they're looking to do, and you know what it means to them, what kind of music they want, what kind of costumes they're thinking about, that kind of thing, and then also submit some of their previous work. But for the most part, you know, I encourage our choreographers to to be open and accepting, and then I myself try to give everybody who wants to choreograph an opportunity to choreograph and to do whatever kind of dance they want. Um, so our shows are usually pretty eclectic. We have everything from hip hop to Bollywood in the show we're producing right now. That sounds really exciting. It's something for everyone. So anybody that comes to the to the performance, they're going to see something that they like, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And if there's a dance you don't like, I can guarantee the next dance will be totally different. (laughs) (laughs) Now, in your dance training, I know you went to Ithaca College. Was that Mm -hmm. your experience as well when you were dance training? Did you feel inclusion? Because in my experience, I didn't, which is why I stopped. I had a really hard time with uh, the self-image issues I was having and the external environment in which I was training, which made me stop completely. What was your experience like when you were training or you know, when you were younger growing up? Was that mm-hmm. something that was always a part of you, like you always wanted to include people or how did, because you know, yeah. obviously the, the mission of your company, it's such a great, meaningful mission and has been very successful. So how did that all come together? with your dance training. Right. Yeah, I had a little bit of um, an unusual experience uh, growing up because I I started uh, dance really young, like a lot of young girls do. My, my parents put my sister and myself into ballet classes when we were five and seven or something like that. And we actually hated it. And I remember being a young girl and begging my mom to quit because I did, I just didn't like it for whatever reason. It was, <laughs> wasn't into it. And then um, when I was 12 and my sister was 10, we decided on our own that we really, we wanted to go back to dance. And, and it was different then because it was our decision. Um, but being 12 and starting over, I, it, I was a little late getting into the the ballet scene. So that was that was what we wanted to do. So I trained exclusively in ballet when I was younger. But you know, I, I, starting at twelve and then going on point at fourteen was I was way behind everybody else um, in our school. And so I never quite felt part of what uh, everyone else my age was doing because I was always in classes with people that were younger than me. 
But that being said, you know, there was still a place for me in, in all the performances and all, everything like that. So I think that might have something to do with it. And then when I went to college, um, our dance company there um, that I uh, was dancing with and choreographing with and, and I was on the executive board of that organization, um, that was a really eclectic company like like LA Unbound is now. And I, again, my, my training was all ballet. So I was then trying all kinds of new styles um, that I had no training in. And I was really appreciative of the opportunity that those choreographers gave me to try their dances. It is really refreshing to hear that your experience um, after you start, you know, after that process of, yeah, I don't want to do this to now, you know, mm -hmm. that it's been positive because a lot of the experiences I've heard have not <laughs> have not been so much, you know? Yeah. So it's really refreshing to hear that, that that is available. And the fact that you created this company that, you know, that embodies that is really, it's really inspiring and really encouraging. Oh, thanks. Now, I got to attend, thank you very much, by the way, I'm so excited I got to attend the LA Dance Film Festival, which you're co-founder, co-producer, and mm -hmm. I loved the variety of films that were presented. Wow. I was, I was like, I took, I had to take my son with me and he's 11 and not really into mm -hmm. dance. So his commentary was a little bit different. <laughs> so, but for me, I thought, oh my goodness, here is another medium, another platform for dance to be expressed in a different way. I mean, obviously it's expressed in media, but everybody's take on it and the different subject matter and the focuses and that kind of thing. How did you select the jury, the advisory board, the, you know, all the people involved? How, what was the process like selecting those people? Why did you select them? Were they part of it before? How did that all come about? Right. So uh, Alexa, my co-producer and I, um, when we started talking to a bunch of people um, and through our conversations with different venues, different uh, theaters that we were researching and our connections in dance, um, we just started telling people what we were interested in doing. And then um, someone would recommend someone else who would recommend something else. And we had a lot of phone conversations with people. So some of some of our jury and our advisory board are people that we knew before, and some were people that were recommended to us through conversations that we had with various people related to trying to get the, the festival off the ground. But um, one of the members of our advisory board is my brother, actually, who at the time was that we started our festival was working for a film festival in New York. So that was super helpful for us because um, Alexa and I both have a lot of experience in both film and dance, but not really film festival experience. So Ah, okay. Yeah. So why did you go the independent self-funded route with the festival as opposed to the mm -hmm. 501c3 nonprofit status? Right. Um, I think just for the sake of time constraints, you know, getting a 501c3 started is a long and complicated process. And we were just kind of, once we had the idea, we were like, let's just go for it and, and get started right away. Um, I don't think it's uh, out of the question for us to explore that route later on down the line. But, you know, for now, we're, we're just uh, operating super independently. And, and that's that worked for us so far. So um, I think we'll, we'll just keep doing what we're doing in that respect uh, for now. But I'm definitely open to 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 exploring the nonprofit route later on. I really like that you brought that up because you mentioned something really important that and that was getting started and getting it going because mm -hmm. I know so many people and I've I talk about this a lot that 
oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And then they never do it because they're waiting for conditions to be perfect. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and I love mm-hmm. that. I love that you talked about that because it gets me so excited when people know what they want. Maybe not all the pieces are in place, but they go for it and they get things right. going. So I love that. Thanks, Betsy, for sharing that. <laughs> so yeah. with um, Alexa and your business partnership, what works? What, how do you guys complement each other? What have you learned in the 10 years? Um, obviously, Dance Film Festival is not 10 years, but with LA Unbound and you know you, the people you work with, what have you learned? What has been exciting? What has been frustrating? Well, Alexa is an amazing partner to work with. In, we, we've been friends for a while. We actually went to college together when we met dancing in college. So we've known each other for a long time, but we hadn't really partnered together on any kind of project like this. Working with someone is different than being friends with them. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but we got lucky. And Alex is a super hard worker and just super easy to work with. Um, so that part was really easy. Working, uh, doing projects. I've done, you know, a lot of solo stuff and a lot of partner projects and, and I love both. It's good. It's good to have obviously someone to help you with all the work. And with Alexa's partnership, um, she's a lot better at like the technical organization of stuff. She, um, works in, uh, UX for startups and apps and stuff like that. So she was really good at organizing all of our files and, and the online voting system for our submissions team and our jury. Um, and then with my experience, uh, video editing, um, I took care of getting all the video files and getting our Blu-rays made for the theater and cutting the trailer and stuff like that. So we just so happened to have um, really complementary uh, skills that we were bringing to the table, which was just luck. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it really worked out with her. Do you give a lot of artistic input to your choreographers? Or do you leave that completely up to them? I know we talked a little bit about that process of what their ideas are, but how much artistic input do you have or do you not have (laughs) with them? Yeah, I try to stay out of it, actually. I know a lot of people who, a lot of dance company directors will call themselves an artistic director, and I'm absolutely not that. Um, I'm more of a producer in that sense. Um, And, you know, I I do a lot of my own choreography, and, and that's when I get to be creative. But with running LA Unbound, it's more of an organizational role. I try and give them, like, complete freedom to do whatever they want. Basically, our only rules for the choreographers um, when they submit pieces to us are that uh, we have a time limit of five minutes to keep our shows from getting too long. And then we just ask that all the, the music and the costumes and everything be appropriate for all audiences. And that's about it. Uh, other than that, choreographers can do pretty much whatever they want. And I'm there to guide them. Like if they need some help or they, they don't know what to do with their costumes or they're not sure about cutting their music or something like that, I'm happy to help. But um, their their piece is their piece, and I, I try and stay out of the way in terms of the creative. Ah, okay. So it is very uh, – there's a lot of freedom. There's a lot of mm-hmm. freedom in that. That's really exciting. What has uh, been – okay, so you said you just got married, so a couple mm-hmm. months, right? So is your mm-hmm. is your husband a dancer? Is he an artist? He's an actor, ah, so yes. okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it's complimentary. So does he have any input in your – your businesses and uh, do you guys work together at all? I'm always interested in partnerships when when it went, when it's artists or um, I've talked to dancers and they're like I would never marry a dancer because <laughs> they're like we just can't you know it's it would be like competing. But wh- how have you found that to work for the both of you? 
Um, he's been unbelievably supportive. He, uh, you know, it's a lot of work, obviously, running this company, and he's always there helping me. Um, he was there for hour, a couple of hours of auditions yesterday, helping get people signed in. He's always the first one at the theater with me, loading in everything on the day of the show. Um, actually, the very first show that I did after we met uh, was a production where I needed an extra guy and we hadn't been dating that long, but I called him and I was like, somebody just dropped out. Would you, <laughs> would you do me this favor? And, and I was like, the rehearsal's in an hour. <laughs> and he was, and honestly, that was like the moment that I knew that, um, that he was the one for me. Cause he showed up at the rehearsal with Aww. no dance experience and he, uh, performed in the show with us. But, uh, that, that was his debut or dance with with us and then he's been more behind the scenes since that oh my gosh that is wonderful (laughs) that is wonderful oh my goodness so he's an actor so I'm sure you've learned things from him as well that apply to dance and to movement I would imagine Mm -hmm. so yeah absolutely wow so what do you like about running a company in the Los Angeles area do you find it difficult because your mission is so different from what the city is known for in terms of commercial dance? Um, yeah, I think I think it's hard uh, sometimes for people who don't know anything about our company to to kind of get what what it is that we do, uh, and I and you know we kind of shy away from asking people to come review our shows. Not that there's a lot of dance reviewers in Los Angeles, but sometimes we do get those requests. And I always make sure that we're really clear about what our company is before someone comes to to review us because it it is different than what everyone else does. I do yeah, I do find that that, that that's uh, a little bit challenging, but I try to, you know, we we have our company bio on our website and I always put that information in the programs at the shows. So, you know, I try, I try to 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 explain that to people and I think for the most part people get it but you do you do need to to explain that because <laughs> it is different. It is. It is different but it's great. So I'm going to go into uh what I call the dance printing quick step. It's three questions and they're not really that quick which I keep saying I'm going to have to change the name because I like <laughs> getting into like the why and stuff but there's these are three questions and the first one is a dance style that you haven't tried but would like to and why. I can't say I haven't tried it, but I haven't really given it that much time. Um, would be hip hop, ah. <laughs> which uh, our, our, we have a lot of hip hop dancers in our company, and it's so fun. And I've tried it a little bit, but I've never performed it. So I need to step outside my comfort zone and make an effort to try and try and get myself into one of our hip hop dances uh, one of these days, and maybe I can just stand in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it, it's so much fun, and uh, all of our hip hop pieces that that are that are in our performances are always like audience favorites and everything like that. So, yeah, so it'd be hip hop. Like okay, more of that. awesome. So. Who is your favorite dancer or choreographer, and why? My favorite choreographer is Matthew Bourne. He's a British choreographer who he was known for doing the all male Swan Lake, but he has a ton of really innovative contemporary ballets. And uh, I was in London a while ago, maybe like six or seven years ago, and I was able to see his Nutcracker, which is a contemporary take on on Nutcracker, which I love. Um, And he's just always doing really incredible ballets with amazing uh, production design. 
incredible costumes. He just takes ballet and makes it fun and makes it accessible for the general public, which I really, really respect. So that would be my favorite choreographer. He's one of my inspirations when I choreograph. What is the dance style that currently describes your day and why? <laughs> we have a piece in our in our Elian Banjo that we're doing right now. And when the, the choreographers were explaining it to the dancers, they said, this piece is hip hop with some crump contemporary and Latin. Ooh. <laughs> and I think... <laughs> And I think that kind of uh, is what my day is like because it's not any one thing because I'm always, you know, wearing a lot of different hats in the day. So it would have to be one of those dances that that's a mixture of everything. Yes, it's that flurry of fusion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Betsy, I really enjoyed our conversation. And thank you again for the opportunity to attend LA Dance Film Festival. I learned so much. I was inspired again, as I always am when I get to see dance in different mediums. And I'm so excited to find out about LA Unbound and look forward to hopefully attending a performance and seeing all the wonderful works that you have going on. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. If you want to find out more about Betsy and her company, go to launbound.com. I'll have all the links in the show notes. Thank you again, Betsy. Thank you so much. Dance on stage, dance on film, dance in the studio, dance on the street, dance anywhere is a good thing in my opinion. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and if you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful if you've tuned in, I would really appreciate a rating, a review, and for you to subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play. And that way I can continue improving the podcast as well as get your name out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I really look forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.